Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Roger Clipchart. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, and thank you guys for listening to us once again. Uh, joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Benjamin Saunders. Ben, good to see you. Hey, Rod. Good to see you. Uh, glad to be back here and talking about our favorite movie films. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes that's, that's right. This is the summer 2019 retrospective. Or what I, I like to call the Endgame and Lion King talk. That's all we talk about. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's not all about Lion <laughs> no, King. No, 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 no. The majority is about Endgame, but, you know. Stick around. Enjoy the, enjoy the conversation because summer 2019 was, was a good one, Ben. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. summers. We know. Uh, we know. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> just get to the rundown, man. I'm just going to keep ragging on me. Anyway. A uh, lot of lot of good stuff, Ben. It's gonna be a great week, actually. Um, a lot of good stuff coming out. We got Venom coming out this week. We're gonna be doing a spoiler review probably next week. Oh, uh-huh. uh, you know, I don't, I know, I don't know what your anticipations at for right now. Uh, I think I have a little bit more hype for it than you. Oh, do yes, at the, at the moment. But yep. uh, hey, you never know. You never know, Ben. Yeah, it, yeah. It could, it could. I'm just hoping for any anything good. Anything good. <laughs> yep, <you know>? me too. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need a. Let's you know what. Let's not get into it. Let's go through our rundown here so we can get them uh, to our conversation about the summer twenty nineteen movies. Let's start with uh, some film reviews, Benjamin. And you know what? I did a lot of talking on last week's rundowns. So I want to let you go first. To talk about some of the films you saw. All right. Well, I was uh, catching up a little bit. Watched two movies so far as of this recording. Uh, for this week, and the uh, first one I watched was *Malignant*, um, directed by James Wan, right? The, yeah, the one from James Wan, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not for me. I'll just say that it's uh, it, it gets yeah, it's it's kind of weird and gets a little crazy, and parts of it I thought stupid. were kind of silly. Yeah, well, stupid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking just <laughs> silly with with where it goes at the end, but. I can I can understand people enjoying it and being like, whoa, you know, that was crazy. But I just I kind of laughed at it <laughs> when it went in certain directions. And I uh, yeah, by the end, I was like, well, what did these people in the movie expect was going on? So but anyway, it was OK. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I, 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 I think I kind of told you I don't think I didn't think yeah. you were like I think I told you that maybe. I did. Yeah, I, don't know, I can't remember. Um I, I did like the lead. I, I did like her performance a lot. I thought she did a pretty good, pretty solid job for the most uh, part. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, visually, too, it does look good. Now, did, you see, did you see it in theaters? Did you watch it on HBO Max? No, nah, I watched it on HBO Max. Oh, good. Me too. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were some shots that were a little questionable, but I understood what they were going for. And uh, I would never park that close to a cliff. Did you catch that? Good night. I was like, of... I was scared <laughs> for her. Man, there's a lot of um, things in that movie that made me yeah. scratch my head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yep. Let's just, you know, I do see this being like a cult classic. It's going to, it's, sure. it's going to have its following. Yeah. Um, that I'm sure our buddy Zach's probably going to take the charge in. But, uh, <laughs> 
you know, I, I like you said, I can see why people would enjoy it because it is kind yeah. of like a cheesy throwback kind of beat, kind of be yeah. level horror film. Yep. Uh, I feel like then we might have enjoyed it more had we had it come out in the 2000s. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. But now we're in 2021 and we've seen all these other horror movies come out, and it's like, you know, James Wan, we've seen better from you. So, yep, I would agree with that. Uh, and then on the flip side, one that I think a lot of people don't really like that I, I kind of enjoyed was uh, Cry Macho, which was Clint Eastwood's ah, newest. Is it the sequel to Macho Libre? Uh, no, not quite. Um, oh. This is, uh, what is he, 91, 92? He's old. Uh, Clint Eastwood, he's taking or getting a kid out of uh, Mexico and then bringing him to the border to, to his, his father. Um, it's a standard road trip movie getting someone out of Mexico um, and, you know, different obstacles come up for them to get through and they don't like each other at first. And then in the end, uh, you know, things may change. It's the standard movie, but I don't know, just say Clint has some funny lines and the, the guy playing the kid does good. And I don't know, there, there's some heartwarming scenes and them growing together and stuff. I, I, I enjoyed I watched this one on HBO Max too, which I was fine with not going to the theater for. Um, and I think, yeah, just sit on the couch would be would be fine to watch it. And I'm not as I, I like Clint Eastwood, so I guess that that helps some too. Um, not as huge a fan as Jacob, I think, but I, I tend to like his films and some of the recent ones I will defend as well. But this was definitely not in the upper tier of the newer ones or his previous work, but I still enjoyed it. You know, he had a film, uh, yeah, his last couple, Richard Jewell. I mm-hmm. I was mixed on Richard Jewell. Like, okay. Paul Walter House's performance was excellent. The movie itself, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, eh, you know, it was fine. It was okay. I really loved The Mule. Uh, yeah. The Mule was pretty, was outstanding. And then, uh, probably an unpopular opinion, Ben, probably one of my favorites, some of them, though. It's it's top three for me. Clint Eastwood period is American Sniper. Mm-hmm. You know that for I, I I love that movie a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's he's had it up and down a couple of years, but you know, sure. I, I, this just didn't. I don't know something about this. Maybe it was just because he's that old and he's doing this stuff. I'm like, okay, I really can't buy it. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I will watch it eventually. Um. On the top of your head, but do you have a favorite Clint Eastwood film that you can think of on top of the top of your head? Oh man, uh, I still haven't seen Million Dollar Baby. Oh, dude, which I know a, is a come on, yeah, man. top one. <laughs> um, but like Grant Reno, Unforgiven, and then and uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly come to mind as like top three. I probably have American Sniper, uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And then probably Gran Torino is my top three. Mm-hmm. And then like Million Dollar Baby is probably like right underneath it. So, um, all right. That's a little clinic. We'll have to do a clinic trip, that Eastwood retrospective. That'd be a yeah. good one to do. Yep. He's got to take up on for that. That'd be uh that's a long episode. Oh, that's though. a long one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do that sometime in the near future. Um, all right. Let me talk about, let me get my negative out of the way first. Let's talk, let's talk about Joe Bell. Okay. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) 
All right. So here's my thoughts on, on, on Joe Bell. This is based on a true story, which surprisingly, Ben, I kind of did a lot of research after I watched this. Like, mm-hmm. it still didn't get a lot of recognition, like the story itself, until the movie came out. Um, like, this mm-hmm. wasn't like big news or anything. As far as I know, it wasn't like really big news. Uh, maybe it was. I just wasn't paying attention. But it's based about this father who goes on the walk um, to raise awareness about the dangers of bullying um, because his son. You know, it's based on a true story, so I really, I can't really say spoilers. His son killed himself, mm-hmm. uh, so because he was gay. So I, I, I tend to be a little bit more nicer on my reviews for true stories, just because yeah. you know I don't, we don't know all the details, and I can, we can only base off what we, what we have. But I still want to be generous and kind to the events that did, the events that happened and whatnot. So mm-hmm. true stories for me when I review them are kind of difficult to review. That being said, this was generic as hell. I will say the the kid the the kid who played um, Joe Bell's son, Jaden Reed Miller, was really really good. I don't think I had seen Reed Miller anything up until this point, uh, but he was really really good in this. Uh, yeah, it, it really. It, I hate to say this too, Ben, but like Connie Britton, just a little bit of overacting, in my opinion. Mm. I. I, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe one scene. But the rest, I was like, I wasn't really buying it. She seemed like she was kind of phoning it in mm-hmm. this time. But, you know, it's just, I think it's, there's a couple problems. It's generic. Mark Wahlberg was miscast aside from a couple of scenes. He does have a, really, a couple of good scenes where I was like, okay, you showed there why you're, uh, why you are who you are. Cause like, he, Mark Wahlberg is a good actor, but sometimes he can get a little <laughs> too Marky Mark. For <laughs> yep. I agree. But, like, I mean, if you've seen The Fighter, you know how good of an actor Mark Wahlberg can be. Uh, even, I, I like, I'm on the side of likes Pain and Gain, uh, Michael Bay's film. I, I, I quite loved it. <laughs> Almost like Marky Mark to the extreme there, but I thought he was really good in it. I still think uh, Boogie Nights is his best. Really? Yeah. See, I, I think it was The Fighter, man. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be a good debate. <laughs> That's a, look at us coming up with episodes while we're yeah. recording an episode. Look at that. Um, yeah, I, Boogie Nights is also good. I only see Boogie Nights once, actually, Ben. Well, I me too. I've only, uh, I need to go back and watch it again. But, um, yeah, I I give it two and a half out of five on Letterboxd, going back to Joe Bell. Mm-hmm. It's I don't. I, it's not a terrible movie. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 30%. That's a little, that's, that, that was too low. That's a little low. Uh, it's it's definitely more in a 50, 60 kind of a range. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a solid movie. Uh, it's just not one I can recommend unless you really care about the subject matter at hand and if you're interested in the story if not i, I would say pass but i it's an interesting okay. story so i think and it, the good thing too is it doesn't overstay its welcome and it is only an hour and a half oh uh, wow okay it's not it's not that long yeah so it's pretty good and there are some really emotional scenes here and there so um i looked i pulled up mark Wahlberg's filmography ben and I, he's actually got some pretty good ones in here <laughs> uh Two Guns he did with Denzel. He was actually really good in that. Lone Survivor. Yeah. Uh, he was good in the first head. Patriots, the Patriots, the Deepwater Horizon. Okay. You get my point. Mark Wahlberg's a good actor when he wants to be. I'm going to this because I don't think you have seen it. Have you seen Instant Family? Nope, not yet. He was actually good in that too. Him and Rose mm-hmm. Byrne, they have really good chemistry together. That's a movie no one, I don't think people talk about. That's a, right. one of the more underrated of 2018. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out sometime. Yeah, check those out before you see Joe Bell. 
Uh, but let's talk about who probably a top five performance of the year, Ben. Maybe top three for me. Let's talk about Jake Gyllenhaal and the guilty. Yeah. I got, I got a screener for it literally after Ben and I recorded our episode last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I put, put, put some popcorn, sat down and uh, lay down in bed and watched the, watch this, uh, cast it to the TV. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's Sweet. Good movie, ben. It's a good, good. movie. Uh, it comes out on Netflix this Friday. So when an episode drops after you listen to this, our, our, after you listen to our episode, then you can go watch the guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay? You yes. have our permission. We'll let okay? you. Yep. Yes. But um, yeah, this is a very, very intense thriller. And the camera never shies away from Jake Gyllenhaal. This is Jake Gyllenhaal's movie from start one to the closing credits. Um, Sweet. It is intense for the first two thirds. It kind of loses a little bit of steam towards the end okay uh it does keep you on your toes as far as what's really going on uh, if you guys don't know the story jake gyllenhaal plays a 911 dispatcher and he's helping out a woman who was kidnapped by her uh who was kidnapped and that's kind of all i'll say about that okay because i've kind of forgot what the trailers gave away what they didn't so i'm gonna be very mm. big uh, but it's a very good movie jake gyllenhaal man Man, I can't remember the last time I loved Jake Gyllenhaal and something that like that much. Like he was really like he was really good in uh, uh, Far From Home, right? But that's, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. That's just, no, it's Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of was a star of that movie, but I, I it wasn't like Nightcrawler level good or anything. Right. I gotta say, Ben, I don't think I loved Jake Gyllenhaal this much since Nocturnal Animals. Mm-hmm. Like he was spectacular in that, and it's not. As good as his performance in Nightcrawler, which I still think is like the creme de la creme of his career yeah. so far as Nightcrawler. Yeah. But it's like on that same level as End of Watch, his performance at End of Watch, his performance in Prisoners. Dude, damn, this guy's good, man. This guy is a terrific actor. I've been trying he to tell you. Outstanding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> trying to tell me. Hold on. <laughs> no, he's, he's really good here, man. So I, I can't wait for you to watch it because I think. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm dying too. The movie itself, I can see people complaining because I haven't seen I haven't seen the original because this is a remake based off right. the movie. Yeah. So I haven't seen the original. Uh, so I'm, this is just me basing off my first time watching a remake of, of the original, and I I love I not loved it. I really really did enjoy it. Okay. It, it did lose a little bit of steam for me in the third act, uh, but then it picks up because Jake Gyllenhaal has this really powerful powerful moment near towards the end of the film. Or like really like one of the last scenes of the film, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Holy shit!" I don't think he'll get nominated for an Oscar, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I, I am, I, I do want to start the Oscar train for him for for this movie because he is some, he is something else in this man. He was really, really good. Sweet. So, All right, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, if you guys uh, don't feel comfortable going out to see Venom this weekend, I just want to chill out at home. You cannot go wrong with guilty. It's not that long. It's another movie that's like an hour 30, maybe hour 40. So it's not that long, but it is intense. It keeps you on your toes. I almost talked to my popcorn. I was, I, yeah, it's a good time. Really good time. So check it out if you guys haven't, uh, or if you guys haven't, check it out when it drops on Netflix this weekend. And that will do it for our film reviews. Let's, uh, let's go to the small screen, Ben. Let's talk about some TV. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Monday, so we haven't, uh, we haven't had a chance or had a chance. The new episode of What If hasn't dropped yet, so we don't have a review of What If for you guys yet. Right. Maybe we'll reconvene on Wednesday and, and uh, record something else just for that. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, but let's talk about... What'd you, did you have anything TV-related, Ben? Um, no, I did not. Okay. 
Well, let me talk about uh, Scenes from a Marriage, another show that's a remake from Igmar, Igmar Bergman. I think I think I got that right. Yeah. Uh, and I have not seen that one either, but I know some people on Instagram who have seen it and have mm-hmm. raved about it. I'm just going based off, Ben, what I have uh, from the first two episodes. I haven't watched the latest one. The episode dropped yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac is just a chest statement. They are. <laughs> Good fucking lord! I, <laughs> I I really just want to give the Emmys to them right now next year. Like I I, oh, I well. personally want to go to their doors. Oscar, <laughs> here's your Emmy. Uh, Jessica, here's your Emmy because they are stupid, stupid good in this. <laughs> oh my! And it's only been two episodes. I think there's five for the series for this mini series. It really is nothing but just conversations and talking mm-hmm. about you know merit. And like the second episode especially takes place in a span of like maybe twelve hours. Um, it takes place in one night and then the morning of, mm-hmm. and it's God, a show is good. And, and this is another HBO show. So should we be surprised that HBO is putting out, look, another good show, Ben, because that's what, that, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yep. Another good show from HBO. Uh, I, I don't know where your level of like, where you would rank like Oscar Isaac, Ben, and Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain is a top 10 actor for me all, all time right now. And Oscar Isaac, he's probably in a, you know, somewhere he's in, he's in there somewhere, probably. Um, God damn it, dude. These guys are really good in this. And I, I'm, re- I'm really impressed with Oscar Isaac. He was really, really good. And I'm even more excited for Moon Knight. Uh, just watching this. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm already excited for Moon Knight at the Marvel show, yeah. but good Lord. He, I, he, he's going to kill it in that. And Jessica Chastain, she hasn't won Austria, right? Uh, I don't believe so. I, this woman needs an Oscar. I mean, I don't know if it's a TV show, but this woman needs awards <laughs> on her mantle, dude. She, I, I thought she should have got a while back from Molly's game then because I thought she was brilliant in Molly's game. Yeah. And then also, uh, what was that? Remember that movie? Emma Stone, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Viola Davis. Why am I, th- why am I freaking drawing a blank? The help, the help. Uh, Jessica Chastain was really good in the help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Sloan, another film that nobody's really seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've seen it either. Have you been? No, have you seen Molly's game? Nope, god damn it! But it... Oh, I okay. have seen uh, X Men Dark Phoenix, so all right, well, there's that. <laughs> I just want to hang up the com- You know what? I don't hate Dark Phoenix like a lot of people. It's not a good movie, but I don't, I don't think it's the worst piece of trash on earth like a lot of people think it is it's got a lot of issues but it's got some redeeming qualities although jessica chastain was not a part of that those redeeming <laughs> qualities yeah. I, I think she was kind of she pulled a jennifer lawrence she was she was putting it in for that, for that <laughs> yep. one. uh but yeah definitely check it out guys seems from a marriage about, this. go ahead about how long are the episodes so the first episode was around 57, 58 minutes. Okay. The second episode is over an hour. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they kind uh, of play loose with it. Mm-hmm. The uh, Corey Stoll is also in. He's in the first mm. episode. He didn't show up in the second episode except for a phone call. Um, but God, I want Corey Stoll. Man, is one of these actors who's just yeah, great up in everywhere. Act- yeah, and he's in a, he's in one of my other favorite shows right now called Billions. Billions mm-hmm. is like a top 10 show for me all time. Top Maybe top 15. Uh, that's on Showtime that not a lot of people talk about because it is kind of like deals with the stock market and all that. But yeah. I do understand that. And the show, this isn't like the big short though, Ben. Like they they yeah. don't really 
help you understand like <laughs> either know it or you don't and you get along with it but there's a lot of other stuff besides just like the money and the politics and all that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they don't really it's not big shorted for you you kind of even know what the fuck you're talking you're uh <laughs> to or watching but yeah yeah Corey souls in a show and he's great so and like i said he's popped up in a lot of stuff recently and he's just he steals a scene he steals the show uh and he, that first episode he was in he has a really great moment at the dinner table uh, uh part of the episode so um that scenes from a marriage cool check it out on hbo max if you guys have a subscription uh let's talk about snore from queens now ben did you, i don't think you knew this but i'm a big aquafina fan oh no you you, you knew that yeah, i definitely knew that uh aquafina's got a show on comedy central called uh aquafina presents or Nora from or aquafina is Nora from queens and I think it was supposed to be loosely based off her life, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, this show is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, I'm just a big Aquafina fan. And so there's a little bit of bias here, but she's really good in the show. Uh, Lori Tan Chin, who plays her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's, a, there's an episode with her in Atlantic City. I had just about fallen off my couch. Dude, <laughs> I, I she was she had me dying. Uh, Beauty Wong is also in it. Beauty Wong is a sound. Oh, cool. Player. He's he's shown up in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was in he's the, the Jurassic World movies, right? Yeah, yes. And he's also in uh, Law and Order. He's been in Law and Order as for you. He just he's done a lot of movies. He's in a lot of more television. Yeah. Oh, he's in Mr. Robot. I kind of watch Mr. Robot also. Uh yeah, he, he he pops up in a lot of stuff. He's not always oh, on a lot of Broadway too. Cool. Um, huh. so yeah, Beauty Wong's pretty good, but yeah, this is all this is all about Aquafina. Ben, she is mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, I've really been impressed with Aquafina these last couple of years. Uh, between the Farewell, which is one of my favorite performances ever. Uh, I just drew a blank. I don't know why. What was I getting ready to say? Oh, even even Jumanji too. I was I was impressed with what she what she did in Jumanji too. I I I left quite a bit. She was her. funny, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course Shang Chi, which I think we all agreed she was excellent in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I, I I've loved where her career is going. Crazy Rich Asians, that's what I'm thinking of too. She was really good in Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, I I kind of want to see her do more drama though, Ben. Like the farewell proves she can do drama really well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see her do more drama, kind of go away from the comedy. Uh, but if she's going to keep doing comedy, he's great. I don't care. Have her be in it. Uh, have her do more. Fine with me. Uh, but yeah, uh, North from Queens is really good. It's on H- the first season on HBO Max. Season two is airing right now on Comedy Central. Okay. I still haven't finished season one yet, but it's really good. Um, what a form what I've seen so far. And uh, yeah, that's it for TV. I still haven't finished Star Wars Visions yet, Ben. And I, each episode's mm-hmm. like 15 minutes long. I just, oh well, I I I was impressed, and then I wasn't. And then I was impressed, and then I wasn't again. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's very up and down with Star Wars Visions. So next week, I'm definitely gonna have a review for you guys for for Star Wars Visions. What what I thought of it, but I just okay, it's kind of been whatever for me right now. Is it uh, is it all connected, or is it like anthology? No, this is they the the people who created the show said this is not canon. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's like its own thing. Which I don't really know much about it. I'm kind of happy about. <laughs> uh, I, I I need a break from the Skywalker saga. Really, from just the whole general Star Wars mm-hmm. universe as a whole. I, I just need a break <laughs> before we get 
dive deep into Book of Boba Fett in a couple months, but <laughs> oh, that's right. Back to the back in the Skywalker saga again. Thanks, Lucasfilm. Appreciate that because that's what we need more Skywalker saga crap. All right, let's talk about some trailers, Benjamin, shall we? Let's do. All right. What's up first? Let me get out. Let me get out of the negative. So let me let me talk about some positive stuff here. Nope, not yet. Extraction two teaser. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) did you roll your eyes as much as I did? I mean, we knew this was coming, but I don't know. I really wanted to throw my phone out the window. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I Ben, I actually I liked Extraction. Yeah. I thought Chris Hemsworth was good. Sure. It's kind of like a more I want to say grittier version of Man on Fire because Man on Fire is pretty gritty in its in and of itself. Uh, it's got it's kind of like Man on Fire though, but it was it was fun. The action sequences were great. The script wasn't you know the best or anything in the world, uh, but you know it's it was a Netflix action movie and I had a good time. And this was this was kind of it came out like during the heat of the pandemic when the pandemic was really getting going, and this kind of was a good little breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to take our minds off of things. I thought it was really great. I don't need a sequel at all to no. this. No. And yeah, the trailer, I mean, look at the teaser. It's basically <laughs> just footage from the ending of the last film. Yeah, like a whole like, minute. Yeah, which was kind of a waste of time until yep. like the last five seconds when he opened his eyes and <laughs> popped up to the surface. I was like, ah, right. Great. Yep. Look. It's gonna, it's an, it's not, it's gonna be another Netflix. It's a Netflix sequel to a decent action movie. I complain, but Ben and I are gonna watch it, and we're gonna review <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, on our rundown. So just for you. Yeah. So what the hell? I, I just, I don't care. I, I just don't care. Yeah. Nah, I don't trailer, either. Trailer sucked. <laughs> I don't really need this. I thought, I actually thought the ending was good as it was. Like, I, I, I would have been yeah. okay with kind of figuring out is he dead? Is he not? He's alive, folks. So spoilers yep. for extraction, but it's kind of been a year now. Um, I think we all kind of knew he was alive. I think you and I even talked about like he's dead. Oh, alive. yeah. <laughs> or at uh, least they just left it open for they did. And I I uh, I wish some sequel. films would just like let the open-ended endings be. <laughs> and yes, we don't need a sequel. Sometimes movies are better off like that. Yep. And it kind of worked for this film or for that first film. And I I will say this though, I'm glad it's not a prequel. Because then we already know what's going to happen. <laughs> sure, yeah. But I, I, honestly, now we know what's going to happen in the sequel because he's probably not going to die because they just killed him in the first one, so he's definitely not going to die. Oh, he's a he's a superhero. Yeah, well, yeah, he's Thor. So. Pretty much. Son of Odin. <laughs> so, uh, Rake lives. I, what? And then the Russos, y'all are some shady motherfuckers. <laughs> the, did you see what the Russos post on Instagram and Twitter? No. Uh, it was like, not all heroes uh, die or whatever. And then it was like dot dot dot, except Iron Man. And I was like, Russo, oh. fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. I was like, y'all. And then uh, our, you know, our, our good old buddy Brian sent me that, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Russo's were really shady for that shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that because that was that was that was that was a little bit of shade towards our towards our man Iron Man right there. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on the trailer before we move on to another Netflix movie? I want to see Rake versus iron man in the prequel that's bound to happen i want to see rake versus dom toretto oh yes oh, I, oh, I, dom toretto would win why 
it's Don fucking Toretto, dude. I mean, he always wins there. That's I mean, this man in Fast Five <laughs> beats The Rock in a fist fight. I mean, come on now. Dude, do we honestly think Vin Diesel could beat up The Rock in a fist fight? No. Exactly. I think he, uh, he has it in his contract to never lose. So Honestly. That's right. I think I, I he would win. Think, seriously. I mean, this man has survived everything. Like he could, he could be, he could be Thanos. <laughs> Straight up, yep. With the, with the full-on ending on it, Don Toretto just walk up to him and be like, "You've got stones. I've got family. <laughs> you got stones, <laughs> and I am family." family. <laughs> takes a, just takes a swig of his Corona and snaps his fingers. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off. Oh, okay, Let's talk yes, about yep. Army of Thieves. Now, uh, <laughs> we. <laughs> I did. I don't need a, I don't need a prequel to this either. No. Uh, I actually I did enjoy Army of the Dead more than you did. Yep. Uh, I I had a lot of fun with it, and Dave Bautista was a big reason why. I thought he actually did a pretty good job with sure. the role, uh, with what he was given. The script sure. wasn't the greatest. I will say that. Uh, but I think you and I both agree that visually speaking, it is pretty good. It is looks pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zombie Tiger is my favorite part. Oh, dude, that that opening man. Like that opening scene, yeah, the, yeah, the, the intro. Opening. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that was. I don't talk about the, with the tiger, with the zombie uh, tiger, but uh, that. Oh, I just go back to that opening. What was it? Viva, La- Viva Las Vegas. They were singing. Yeah, yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, the song. So, uh, I, yeah, I had a good time with it. These are these are spoilers for Army of the Dead. Just just let you guys know, this guy Dieter, who's in Army of Thieves. He died, right? And now we were we we're gonna see a prequel with him. Why? Mm-hmm. If Aunt ben, I don't, if anything else, I don't want to see the I don't want to see a prequel because we kind of got a good prequel in the first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see introducing yeah, yeah. Uh, any more stuff with that. I kind if we're gonna do if we're gonna see anything else, I want to see what happens after the events. Although they all did kind of. You know, bite the dust in the end. So. Most of them, yeah. Most of them. Um, I, I will say this: it doesn't look like it's going to focus on the zombies. It's going to look like more of a heist film. No, I think it's. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I so I, I'm curious with that element. Uh, I mean, they didn't show a lot of zombies in the trailer, so that's mm-hmm. why I was kind of like, you know, okay, I, maybe it's just a straight, straight up heist film. Cool. It's probably not. Zach Snyder's gonna find a way to throw in some zombies here. Actually, he's not—he's not, he's not even directing this one. No, it's somebody else. He's just producing it, and I forgot the guy's name. Is it Dieter that's directing it? No, his name oh. is uh, Matthias. Why? I... Oh, he is directing it. It is him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Character's um, name is Dieter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I probably butchered. I'm, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm not gonna butcher that, it. But that's okay. Yeah. I, I like the ensemble they put together because I do like Nat, uh, Natalie, Natalie Emmanuel. Yes, uh, Game of Thrones alum. She was also in. Uh, she's also Fast been and in, Furious. Um, Fast and Furious and Fast and Furious movies. Yep. You know, whatever. Uh, and then she was also in Ben. She's also in a. Uh... Nope. Okay, wrong show. Okay, I thought she was in. Oh, I'm thinking about somebody else. Okay, I'm thinking about Gugu Ma. Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Yeah, because they kind of look similar a little bit um but again natalie natalie emmanuel she's a good actress mm-hmm. so I, I, I she what has me excited for this everything yep. else i don't really give a shit 
I really don't, man. This is not yeah. a Netflix movie. I'm like it could this could be good, this could be fun, or it's gonna be a sack of shit. Yeah. The I, I don't I don't think it'll be that great. It's it's just weird to me how it yeah, I don't think there's any zombies or I'm getting the feel that there's no zombies in this one. So it's it's a heist movie, but without some I feel like it's just a reduction of what <laughs> the first one was. And it's back in time. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks weird, but Ali Manuel's in it so that I have the slightest bit of hope that it might be enjoyable. And it comes out at the end of the month or end of October. So wow. Should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, you know what, Ben? Mm-hmm. I'm going to you take this Paul Thomas Anderson trailer. Okay. Why don't you take it away, Ben? PTA. Uh, this was originally called something else, and I still forgot to look it up. But anyway, it's uh, Licorice Pizza is the name of it you. now. And, uh, Okay, I saw like behind the scenes stuff with Bradley Cooper uh, in, a, in a white, you know, 70s looking suit and everything. And I was getting excited. Uh, it seems to not focus on him as much as I thought it would. But the two main players, it seems, are uh, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, I believe Cooper Hoffman, and one of the sisters from the band Haim, uh, which I, that's a very interesting matchup. And I'm, I'm very interested to see. How they do. The trailer looks very good. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in it. To talk about Boogie Nights again, it kind of gave me that kind of vibe, but different, you know, setting and everything, of course. But mm-hmm. I don't know, the young people making movies and stuff. Uh, yeah, it seems like a like a roller coaster relationship that we're gonna go through, and got some good supporting casts. And gosh, that song, Life on yeah. Mars. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie, I love that song, and I'm so glad. Good use of trailers. It's good, in good. trailers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, the title was originally uh, just to back you up here was a soggy bottom. Right. Was the, was the original title, which is not very memorable and not very no, good. No, it's a pretty bad title. Look, yeah. Pizza. Like that's like. You remember that title? Oh yeah. You remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, I love the trailer. This is actually probably one of my favorite trailers that's come out just this year as a whole. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for these kind of films, so I'm, I I can't wait. Plus, PTA man, I mean he's yeah. I mean it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Now I will say, just to all the Paul Thomas Anderson fans out there, I am one myself, but I did not like Phantom Thread at all. I found it quite dull, Ben. Honestly, uh, aside from Daniel Day Lewis, but I mean it's Daniel Day Lewis, so I yeah. can't really say anything bad about him. Uh, and I Inherent Vice, have you seen it? Nope, not yet. I yeah, I I need to you know I actually started it and didn't finish it. I actually mm-hmm. fell because I watched it like nine thirty at night, and that movie requires your full attention, <laughs> fully awake. Yeah. Uh, but from the movies you know that I have seen, Heartache, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood, The Master, There Will Be Blood is probably my favorite Ben because mm-hmm. Daniel Lewis' performance is probably top ten all time for me. Just from his performance and just the, the way the movie was Paul Dano, too, was good. Lord, is he good in that movie, Ben? Uh, there'll be blood. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, God, he's, he was really good in that. Yep. However, I actually, my preferred choice is actually The Master. I think The Master mm. is my, like, just like my go to if I'm going to watch any Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I really like mm. The Master. Just because Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. <sighs> yeah. So, and then when you find out who's really running this whole thing, that, that whole thing with Amy Adams. Yeah. Amy Adams, she's just a, she was just something else in that movie, man. Because you don't really see that side of her. 
because you know she we see her more as like the lovable kind of oh Amy Adams yeah you know mm-hmm. she's she, she, something else in this movie man mm-hmm. she was she was really good uh, and then Punch Drunk Love as well I I do like Punch Drunk Love a lot yeah I, I love that overall one. my favorite probably there will be blood but I think I will go watch the master more uh, I actually I need to go back and watch Magnolia man that's another movie I've only seen once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to go back and watch that. But uh, yeah, you have a favorite top Paul PTA movie? Uh, yeah, it's probably There Will Be Blood. Also, I've I've seen I've seen them all w- once, or not all, but I've seen several of his once. I think. Uh, but Put Trunk Love has a special place in my heart. I love that one a lot. Yeah, it's it's cool. so it's so quirky, and I just it's I really like Sandler nutty. in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really nutty man. It like and it really suits Adam Sandler. Like it, yeah. Like if you guys like have doubts about Adam Sandler, and we're speaking to the more casual fans because like the real hardcore film fans know how good Adam Sandler is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam Sandler is a really great dramatic actor. Like he's not just like this 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 silly bumbling comedian that we all think he is, but like he can really turn in good performances. And Punch Drunk Love kind of started that whole thing, I think, man. Uh, yeah. I think PTA yep. kind of like almost unlocked a side of Adam Sandler, uh, and like without Adam Sandler doesn't periodically. You know, he'll do yeah. some of these dramas periodically. Uh, Uncut Gems, which I, you know, that's my that's my personal favorite film of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rain Over Me, which I talked about in another podcast episode. I love that movie so much, and he's great in that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this PTA film. You talked about the 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 cast, Ben. I yeah. had no idea Ben Stiller was in this movie. Ben Stiller? Yeah, I'm we'll see. Blue. Even in the trailer, I don't think so. Unless unless we missed them, but yeah. Oh, sweet. Bradley Cooper's in it. Benny Safdie is in yeah. it. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm I'm looking forward to this, man. And Ben, yeah, Ben Stiller's all at the bottom, so I'm I'm starting to think it's probably like oh, a so. wide cameo. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. But it'd still be good to see Ben Stiller pop up because he mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. do a lot of starring roles anymore. No, not really. Which is kind of, which which is kind of sad because I do like seeing Ben Stiller pop up. I think the last thing I saw him at Dillamize Ben. Wasn't he in Hubie Halloween? Uh, um, there are so many people I forget, honestly. Well, yeah, that's like that's like definition of the Adam Stanley uh, and yeah, yeah, right there. yeah. Uh, no, I'm look. All right, someone look at this one. The last thing I think I saw him in was uh, Myrwood stories popped in my mind, but yeah. that was that was probably oh, something Brad else in between. I, that's the last one I saw. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Brad Status. Because I haven't seen. Oh no, I take that back. That's yeah, that's why. Because I didn't. I don't really want to remember that movie. Um, well, he was in Lockdown that came out this year with Anne Hathaway and she was a G four. But I just uh... he played Guy. Yeah, I remember. I remember him now. <laughs> uh, he, I think he showed up on a couple of the Zoom meeting scenes. So, oh. is he just a movie I would like to forget? Then honestly, it's a, it's a pretty bad movie. But all right, that will do it for trailers. Let's get into the news, Benjamin, shall we? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's wrap up this rundown here. Let's first yep. talk about let's talk about the Last of Us picture that came out. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us been to me is my favorite video game of all time. I have played that game five or six times. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is potential been to be one of HBO's best shows, and that picture. Yes. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Honestly, like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> at first I was like, "This is a screenshot." Why? Why did they post from this? the game, right? Or from a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, from the uh, game. Our, my buddy uh, uh, over at Pop Culture Talk said the same thing. He was like, "Dude, I thought that was <laughs> seen for the video game." I was like, "No." Nope. Yeah. 
I mean, but I get it though, because I I I kind of had that feeling. Too. I was like, is this Last of Us remastered or something? Like, are they remastering it? Again? <laughs> yeah, What's yeah. going on here? Uh, but yeah, that, that I mean, it's look, it's a picture. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Anything, but <laughs> I can just tell just from that pick alone that they're they're probably going to put a lot of money into this show. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. If if they go the structure of what the game did, I am going to cry that first ten minutes of that pilot episode because mm-hmm. good god. Uh, <laughs> I really hope they don't do a lot of stuff from the Last of Us Part Two because I'm not the biggest fan of that. Game. And I like Last of Us Part Two traumatized they. me. A lot, <laughs> a lot. Ben, I'm all I'm gonna say is golf club, golf clubs <laughs> terrify me now. Um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. About that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I am. I'm excited. I'm. I'm excited. I've always been excited for this. Uh, yeah, it's just like you said. It's just a picture, but it. Gosh, it looks so good. I, I well, feel like, like people. Now, we know now it's officially happening. No, yeah, no more yeah, talk. Yeah. It's it's yeah. legit. <laughs> and I yeah, I really feel like people that care about the the game or at least care about you know this material are are working on it and thinking you know fans will enjoy it a lot. So I'm 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 very excited. And even if it is, I'm sure it'll follow the story a lot with the game. Um, Oh yeah, and they'll they'll add in some you know new things here and there, or some Easter eggs and stuff. But but still, if they if they just do the story in live action, I feel like we'll like it a lot too. Also, I oh that's one for the game. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm curious what they're gonna do with Tess. How long they're gonna mm. keep that character around? If they're gonna keep her around for the whole season or half a season? I don't know. I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't think they're gonna go beat for beat with the game. Right, that would that would just be kind of. Yeah, they want to. You're, you're gonna get a, a normal, you know, fans annoyed pretty quickly, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just glad it's finally happening because I, I don't think they're gonna be done shooting this thing till next year, which is interesting. Oh, and it's another HBO show, <laughs> so mm-hmm, yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, HBO, look at you guys. Where do you guys get this money? That's what I want to know. Where the hell are you guys going to get this get all this fucking money from? Um, it's not your DC movies, that's for sure. Anyway, let's move on. All right, so let's talk about this uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt thriller directed by John Watts. Hmm. Interesting choice there, Benjamin. Um, yeah, it is. Great to see a little Ocean's reunion here with Clooney and Pitt. Uh, I, I'm just curious what John Watts is going to do because... John Watts has been working with a lot of, you know, younglings lately. I'm gonna see what it's yeah. like to work with some uh, older veterans with uh, Clooney and Pitt. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I mean, we don't know much about it, but I mean, yeah, this could be solid. Yeah, if uh, anything with Clooney and Pitt reteaming, I'm uh, I'm excited for. Yeah. All right, let's talk about, you know. It saddens me. We got to talk about Stanley and Steve Ditko on this light. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel suing Stanley and Steve Ditko for you know control over these characters, for Marvel characters, this lawsuit and everything. Yeah, uh, the states. Know, when, yep, the estates are yes, not Steve, <laughs> not uh, Stanley and Steve Ditko themselves, but the estates are. Thank you, Ben. Look, I uh, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, JPEG, why? <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. 
That's that's my instant reaction. Anything going on with Disney lately is like, why JPEG. Lame JPEG. <laughs> yeah. uh, but lately, but with this case, I I really don't want to choose a side, but I, I I see where both sides are coming from because you know the estates are like we're not getting paid, but like five thousand dollars are really not anything uh, for having our characters used in these you know big scale MCU films, right? Um, but you know you kind of signed a contract you signed a deal so i, I don't yeah really, you know, if you want to negotiate more money that's fine and everything and i know jpeg's not really in the negotiating type feel right now benjamin i know he's not really big and all that even though he did admit that he kind of fucked up the whole scarlet joe situation um oh i didn't hear he admitted that well i don't think he was he was kind of done in a way where he like Oh, casually kind of yeah. implied. Yeah. Implied. yeah. I screwed it up a little bit there. Hmm. Um, All right. I thought this was going to be like a bigger issue. This is going to be the first thing we're going to talk about. Honestly, I, look, I care. And we're going to, you know, we, we both care. We're going to follow the situation closely. But like, I, I don't think we have anything to worry about. I don't think Disney's going to lose his characters. They're going to stay right at home with, with you know, these Marvel characters are going to be right at home with Disney. Uh, if anything, a new deal is just going to get done. Um, and maybe so we can, so these careers can get paid more. Ben, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, look at the business. I just want more money. Um, so, and that, that's really all I want to say about that. I don't. I really want to draw this whole the you know situation out because there's really not much left to talk about with it, honestly. Yeah. So it was just like small amounts of money given to the what was it work for hire uh, uh, yeah, creators, I, and now yeah, the, I mean, what I read was. They were getting paid five thousand or nothing sometimes, so mm. that's kind of a little shady on Disney's part. But yeah, I understand. I understand because of the, what's on the fine print. So, um, mm. you know, but like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think we really have anything to worry about. This situation is probably no. handled behind closed doors. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll probably hear something again in the coming months. Uh, but if for some reason, if JPEG screws this up, Ben, and we lose these characters, I don't even want to think about it, honestly. No, I don't think we will. My headspace would just be, I, I might think. <laughs> I saw, too, there was, it happened a similar thing with DC and Superman uh, yeah. years ago. Yep. And it was solved or, you know, resolved fairly easily. And, they kept Superman, of course. So, anyway. All right. Well, let's talk about. Uh, there's some. There's some news on the second season of The Flight Attendant. I know you haven't watched it yet, Ben. I have, right? No. Oh, do I love The Flight Attendant? It was such a good show. And Kaylee Cuoco, who was uh, Mae Sons Miller, she is big. She played Penny in the Big Bang Theory, so she's a Big Bang alum. Um, she turned. She turned up an option this show in that first season, and she was really, really great. And they didn't announce the second season. They kind of left the door open. The ending left the doors open for a second season, which I'm really happy about. So they they gave us a, a synopsis and some new cast members. So, but the synopsis for the second season reads: uh, Kaylee Kuoku living her best sober life because oh my god, you don't want to talk about alcohol. It's been she just watched the first season of Flight Attendant. Good lord! In Los Angeles, uh, yeah, Kaylee Kuoku living her best sober life in Los Angeles and working as a CIA, as a CIA asset in her spare time. HBO Max has revealed the streamer. Also unveiled new cast members and some colorful character descriptions. So uh, I know one of them, which I got, which I was really curious about, was Cheryl Hines uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ben, she's going to be in this cool. new season. 
Cool. Uh, let's, uh, Jesse Ennis from Mythic Quest. I, don't, I haven't seen Mythic Quest. Uh, May Martin from Feel Good. Uh, Margaret Cho. That name actually sounds familiar. And uh, Santiago. Yeah, Cabrera she's funny. From Star Trek Picard. I, that's another show I got to watch better. Star Trek Picard. I've heard good things about it. And um, uh, Shahe, uh, uh, the that's that's all. I sorry, butchering your name again. Uh, but she is from the Expanse, and then you got the re- the returning cast members from season one, which I'm happy about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for season two. This is something that's going to be coming out till probably summer, summer last summer, summer, summertime <laughs> of next year. Uh, but I'm I'm looking, for, yeah. Season two of the flight attendant will air on HBO Max 2022. So wow, looking okay. forward to it. Uh, I, I would recommend the first season, but it's a good, it's the good binge. It's a good week. Okay. I think you and I will enjoy it a lot. It's a, it's a really good yeah. binge. Yep. I remember seeing ads and stuff for it, of course, but then uh, hearing really good reviews too. So yeah, because that was you... like part of HBO Max's big like, <laughs> opening. Like, hey, yeah. We got the flight attendant, Kaylee Kuoka, you know, from the Big Bang Theater, which is going to be on HBO Max. Make sure you sign up. Yeah. Uh, did you say uh, Ennis? Jesse Ennis? Yeah, I think someone. Okay. Wrote, yeah. She's she's like best friends with Brie Larson, and they have a, a podcast together. So. Well, Brie Larson I haven't... confirmed for season two. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I just meant... no, no, no. I no, no. Uh, <laughs> I recognize the name. I haven't seen Shoot. anything of her. I don't think. But. All right. Last bit of news. Uh, ben Shay G dominated the box office once again for the yeah row. Good to hear. Uh, I, I I'm not surprised that the this film I'm getting ready to mention didn't do all that well, but I was I was still hoping it would do at least a little bit of something. So Shang Chi Shang Chi opened up to or opened up, uh, stayed number one for the fourth week in a row with thirteen point two million dollars. Really good uh, second week. It actually tied mm-hmm. a Marvel record for consecutive weeks number one with Black Panther and the first Guardians. Yeah, uh, so that's good company to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, bombed the big time, seven point five million dollars. So I guess and you haven't watched it yet either. I <laughs> was going back and forth a lot, mm-hmm. and I decided not to because yep. I was kind of I, I'm kind of the negative buzz. There was more negative buzz than positive buzz. Yeah. And funny story though, because I did. I think it was either Friday night. Saturday, sometime in the morning, I talked to Dar- our buddy Darren, and he was like, "Right, have you seen Dear Evan Hansen yet? Because Amy Adams was so great. I was like, no, it was Friday. It was Friday. I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I'll go see it because Amy's great. And I, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy, Amy was great. And then what I did was I went on YouTube, and I watched like two more YouTube reviews, and they're both like, why this is just a misfire. And I was like, okay, that's it. Nope, I'm done. I can't. So I'm going to I'm gonna rent it then when it comes on VOD, which kind of makes no sense because mm-hmm. I'm going to use my A-list and not to pay anything, but um, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't even want to waste my anus watching this film, honestly, Ben. I really, oh, yeah. really don't. <laughs> I, I, I really just I don't because I just don't like the word of mouth. And yep. uh I want to share I want to share with our audience something. My friend Sam went and saw it yesterday. Okay. And she had this to say as soon as I can pull up her text. Okay, here we go. It sucked. <laughs> Period. Mm. That's it. Oh, that, that was it. Okay. That, no, that's you had to that, pull that up to make that's sure. It. Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. I just want to, because I want to, oh, end quote. Uh, that's yeah. all. That's all. That's all. 
uh she didn't have a lot of good things to say about it and we we were, we were mm. talking this morning and i was like so can you tell me anything else she was like it's just bad the music was <laughs> the music was okay so i ben i don't know where your enthusiasm at, is at i know for me personally ben i had this film ben mm-hmm. it's like in my top 10 most anticipated for the rest of the year a couple months ago Mm-hmm. Now it's like in my top ten movies, I kind of am struggling to watch for the rest of the year because I, I really, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, the other thing is, I'm really tired of these forty year olds getting cast as high schoolers. I'm, <laughs> I know, I know, well, he's not forty, but he's, it's yeah, it's, it's original it's guy, but it's, yeah. it's 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 not it's not working for me. Uh, yeah, anything else that you want to add to that, Ben? Uh, I will see if I can find the time to watch it. Um, yeah, people people that were excited for it, I saw on Instagram didn't like it. So yeah, it, <laughs> that, yeah, that I, told I, me a lot. Film Instagram was giving it a lot of shit. Um, although Darren gave it a positive word. I think Darren, gave, Darren had some positive things to say about it. So Okay. Uh, but, but he said positive Darren. things about Woman in the Window also. So. Yes, but look, Darren's our friend. And I trust <laughs> yes. Darren for the most part. Yes, uh, yeah. I do too. Yeah, woman in the window, not a, okay. Actually, yeah, that, that's alarming. Anyway, um, <laughs> that will do it, guys. For Ronda, I, I, I'll, oh, hold on, hold on. I do want to say this too. Congrats to Free Guy crossing three hundred million worldwide. I did not see that coming at all. Oh wow, nice. And it's number three at the box office with another four million dollars. Uh, May Ben, mm-hmm. it's now crossed. It's at one hundred fourteen million domestically. Mm. Like. I am so excited, and you know what, Ben? It comes out on digital tomorrow. So when the, when the episode drops, guys, it, it will be on digital. So you know what I'm doing tomorrow, Ben? You know I'm already <laughs> going to watch this tomorrow. All I, right. I I am I am excited to watch this movie again. I we, we, look, Ben. I already did a review on it, but this is like not only one of the biggest surprises of the year for me, Ben. It's it's a top five film of the year for me. I just I had such a good time, and I know I know that the, the romance and the cheesiness didn't work out for you all that well, um, but it, it did for me. And uh, Jodie Comer really, really surprised me, Ben. She was yep. fantastic. Yep. I can. I. I am gonna probably cringe though with the Taika scenes. I. I still yeah. can't get over those Taika scenes. <laughs> yeah. But it's just. It really is like a feel good movie, almost, Ben. Free guy. Yep. That's a lot of fun. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a. It's a feel good movie. And uh, <laughs> look, Ryan Gosling playing. It's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, man. Like I don't know how many more times we can we can see it. But he was great again in this. So, yeah, guess I've seen Free Guy. Tomorrow's a chance to watch it on digital. And then it's going to be on Blu-ray and 4K October 12th. So look forward to that. Cool. Uh, but now that'll be it. That will do it for our rundown, Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. Now now you guys can sit back, relax, mm-hmm. and get ready for our Adventures Endgame Retrospect. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the Lion King Retrospect. No, no. No, 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 no. Summer 2019 Retrospective. 2019. End of the decade. That year. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yep. summer. That summer. Yeah, the farewell came out. Midsummer. Little eight indie film endgame. <laughs> Lion King. Mm-hmm. Lion King wasn't good. Uh, Toy Story <laughs> four came out that year. That's right. Yesterday. Endgame. Okay. Endgame. Yes. All right. We get it. Just let him listen to the episode, man. Endgame. I'm just gonna keep saying it until he slowly stops. Uh, till 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 he cuts me off. Endgame. Okay. Endgame. Thanks. Endgame. Ga- yep. Endgame. Thanks, guys. For yep. Endgame. Thank. Yep. To all the fans, we Whatever enjoyed. Whatever. Yep. Happy three thousand. And we'll see you guys later.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. I am your host, Roger Lipstrap. Welcome to the greatest film podcast on planet Earth. And Ben, we surely weren't acting like it a couple minutes ago because we had to do about two or three takes just to get this thing rolling. But we're here. We're good to go. And uh, yes, my other co-host, Benjamin Saunders. Ben, how are you doing? Hey, Rod. Doing good. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, so let's go ahead and get this plush rush going. Uh, all right. Well, okay. We're just going to go ahead and ignore that pun. But, Ben, we have been doing these summer movie retrospectives for the past uh, – not for the past, but um, – We've done 20, 2010 to 2018, and mm-hmm. if you guys haven't checked out any of them, please go back and and, and revisit them uh, or check them out for the first time. They are uh, we had a lot of fun doing them. Some are quite longer than others. 2018, yes. but uh, and <laughs> 2016, I think too. But uh, <laughs> we, we we had a lot of fun doing them, and mm-hmm. it's all coming to a to an end here with 2019. And uh, you know, Ben. We're recording this on what is this the 12th of october 13th uh, 13th yeah. and lucky 13 a lot of big well <laughs> the event film of the year came out in 2019 but there are a couple of big event films that came out in 2019 mm-hmm. some disappointed some were quite good some were spectacular uh i got a feeling man where it's going to be a while before we see another event film though and uh yeah you know, records <laughs> records were broken last uh, in 2019, especially in mm-hmm. the summertime. And uh, you know, before we get before we, before we do talk about our first film, I do want to say that uh, you know I don't think any of those records going to get broken anytime soon, just because uh, theater uncertainty, movie uncertainty, <laughs> the rise of streaming. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if any records are going to be broken anytime soon, it'll be something to do with stuff to do with streaming. So, um, yeah, you know, I hope that, you know, 2019 was a fun year for you guys as far as going to movies, because I don't think we're going to have that kind of same experience anytime soon, especially with those kind of crowds, Ben, especially with those kind of crowds. Right. Yep. I agree with that. But let's go ahead and get the ball rolling here, because we do, we, like I said, the the event film then actually no i'm gonna be calling an event because i'm just i'm just feeding into scorsese the <laughs> film of 2019 oh. came out the most anticipated film of 2019 was released mm-hmm. long shot seth rogan charlie's Theron. right ah, just kidding <laughs> uh we're all talking about avengers endgame yeah, the the my most anticipated film of all time. I'm not sure where it ranks for you, Ben, but uh, definitely up there. Sort of how our friendship started. <laughs> yeah, with Avengers Endgame. That's how I. I that's kind of I. I joined the, our little filmstagram late 2018, and uh, you know I I from from about that point until 20 April 26th or April 25th, really of 2019, I was posting nothing but Avengers Endgame stuff. Um, with some other <laughs> stuff here and there, but it was really just it was a bunch of endgame stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I knew you as the the Avengers guy because even like character posters of, yeah. of Mantis and 
and rocket and stuff you were posting a lot so hyped um, hyped yep and any, yep. any bit of knowledge i can get i was just posting on my instagram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh did you hear what the russo brothers said at two o'clock in the morning on uh e-news on the reruns that's kind of how i've met a lot of a lot of people that i know on, on mm-hmm. instagram days. but um man you know I, i'm gonna miss events like these ben because for those three hours we were all together no one hated each other we were all able to be in one theater united as one mm-hmm. with our mm-hmm. fellow remaining avengers and man i, I miss those days i miss those days too. same uh so yeah the hype was unreal for this movie ben and i think one of my buddies said uh and i think this was floating around social media too uh <laughs> Because you wanted to stay away from spoilers so much for this movie, more than Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies said, uh, shout out to my buddy Brandon. He goes, man, now that I've seen Endgame, is that a spoiler now? I'm <laughs> 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 like going around. Like, now that I've seen Endgame, it's a spoiler, right? So, uh, yeah, seeing Endgame is considered a spoiler. Like, if you say you saw it, that's a spoiler. So, uh, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's kind of that, that's kind of how I felt because if you said anything about that, like la, 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 that listening, yep, I mean, cover it, yours. Yeah, it's the secrecy because like the the marketing was brilliant yet really mm-hmm. annoying for this movie <laughs> because they told us nothing. All the TV spots that kept replaying the same old footage over yep. and over again mm-hmm. uh, with different dialogue or that same scene was extended by like a second. Yeah. Um, Usually, you know, especially with Marvel, they post like two or three clips. They posted one, one clip for the movie. I mean, we all theorized. Now, before we talk about the movie itself, I want to go ahead because, like Ben, I had the theory that everyone was going to make it out of this alive. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I had a, I thought Cap was going to ride off into the sunset. I did think that Tony mm-hmm. was going to, you know, ride off with his family and his son or daughter and you know, retire from the Avengers. I thought, you know, like Black Widow was going to kind of lead the new Avengers and Hawkeye was going to retire and Hulk was going to you know, be with Widow and, you know, Spider-Man, all that. They were all, you know, going to go all those separate ways and the mm-hmm. Avengers were the same. I got part of that right. Yeah, personally. Uh, I got like 5% of it. My, my theories <laughs> were so, so wrong. <laughs> I'm happy they were, but at the same time, damn, this movie hit me like a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to lead off today with this film. I'm going to let Ben oh. go first. You know, talk about you know his anticipation before going into the movie. And um, Ben, I think we've all we all kind of know the highlights of the film. Yeah. So I think what we should do is talk about some of the smaller moments that maybe people don't talk about enough. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, well, for, for me leading up to it, uh, yeah, but that's probably was my most anticipated film ever. Um, cause MCU kind of got me into movies, uh, early on and, you know, all this connected film universe and everything. Um, I went back and rewatched all the previous films leading up to it in chronological order. Uh, or like timeline order, I guess. So I started with Captain America. Oh, nice. 40s. Nice. Uh, so that was fun. And and had that Captain Marvel premiere 
uh you know right after that from the 90s so that was cool but uh yeah getting getting so built up and invited a bunch of friends over to watch infinity war i think the the night before um we went to it and oh man we <laughs> i was even in class i don't know if i told the story before but uh i was in class and when when the tickets went up and trying to get them uh in the in the computer lab uh, my teacher didn't really care and uh you know those long lines and then putting you in the queue and putting you in the queue for the queue for getting the tickets it was ridiculous that was the most uh, annoying thing yeah i mean that that was just really a pain in the ass yeah but, uh, yeah go ahead they they should have had that uh set up a little better but anyway how i was sitting there getting nervous and i was like oh my gosh i want this time slot and one of the guys went to the theater because he didn't have class and got like 10 tickets <laughs> and sent a picture of of all of them fanned out in his hand i was like you the man so that was awesome uh got almost a whole row whole row filled at the theater and amazing i was blown away didn't think i would cry here and i i did i, I at the end i was i was crying i was um, crying during the previews okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i was waiting till the end <laughs> um but yeah we uh I, I usually don't like to theorize a lot with movies just just to you know see what's if i get a lot wrong and then i might be disappointed or something but um you know, we talked a little bit about what might go down, but yeah, a lot of it was, was unexpected. Um, and yeah, yeah. So some of the smaller moments we can, uh, we'll go back and forth with those, I guess, I guess even like from the beginning, um, Tony and Nebula on the ship, uh, is, yeah, Tony, uh, you know, they're kind of, not really a a friendship per se, but they're they're stuck with each other, so they well, they have to kind of get along. Building one. Yeah, uh, and especially the playing the little table football game, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then teaching her that. So, and then him, which we saw in the previews, him talking to the the helmet, uh, but talking to to Pepper and getting message. that yeah. message to her uh, was really sweet, uh, tender moment. So you know just yeah from from the get-go uh of course this was after we see hawkeye's family disappear which was <laughs> super sad too but uh that's prologue yeah. the mcu has done that was mm -hmm. a great prologue mm -hmm. but yeah even from the from the get-go it was gripping and and emotional so, yeah I'll, I'll let you call out some of yours yeah yeah for me like you said the ticket thing was annoying um but mm -hmm. I, I was able to grab like God, I don't even know how many tickets I was able to grab. I mean, I, I saw the film almost every day, I, almost. I did see it every day, opening weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think my favorite time that weekend, though, was probably with my sister. That my that was my third screening and her first that Saturday, just because she's not the biggest MCU fan in the world, but... And she hated, like, she can't sit still through long movies, but she got through this. She only got it once, and I was proud of her for that. <laughs> um, I, it, to me, that just shows the magnitude of this movie, Ben, mm -hmm. and how much, you know, like, 
not just you know the popular like well we have to see this but just what the mcu has done to a lot of people you know because like my sister loves she loves more of the guardians films and she she loves winter soldier um, yeah cool she said, i think that's the most she saw that like three times twice with my dad i think because my, my dad loved winter soldier also and my mm-hmm. parents her movies um but uh yeah when she, when so the the portal scene then when that happened and you know they were all coming out once you know everyone's clapping and everything and she was like i was like yeah it's okay go ahead and clap you're supposed to you know, so um, you know, she, was, she was happy she was smiling then uh i think i've said on this podcast before but i'll just reiterate it when you know when tony died and uh and i was i can't remember a time that when i watched this movie and i don't at least get choked up you know during his death scene um but like that Saturday when I saw my sister, she kept looking over to me, asked like, see if I was crying. I was like, <laughs> "Don't cry in front of your sister! Don't cry in front of your sister!" <laughs> a couple of tears did come down my face, but uh, got to. You know, I think she got emotional too. She just didn't say anything. She was being tougher than I was, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I nothing will beat that opening night experience, though, man. And hearing, uh, just uh, I've never heard that many. <laughs> In a yeah. form. Like the, that whole little epilogue at the end, starting with Tony's funeral. I mean, the feel that's just when the feels start hitting, man. Mm-hmm. That's just when the feels start hitting because everyone's saying goodbye and people are moving on, and you know, and it's, it's, uh, it was an experience you'll know, I'll never forget, honestly. Uh, that being yep. said, you know, we, 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 you and I have talked about a lot of the bigger moments already on this podcast, and I'm sure we won't, it won't be the last time we bring up the big moments. But what are my favorite moments been? Uh, you've already took the uh, Tony and Nebula in space, which I think is a great moment. First, I want to give a shout-out to the Russos and the writers and Gwyneth Paltrow for t- how, handling Tony's death scene because mm. I'm glad she wasn't doing the... <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> you know, I'm glad she was yeah, like, the Hollywood crying. Yeah, the Hollywood annoying cry. She yeah. was just like, "It's okay, you can rest now." Yeah. You know, I think that was like her. That was like almost her and the you know directors and Kevin Feige telling us like, "Hey, it's time to move on from Tony. Y'all gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Gonna be okay." Even though I still haven't recovered, but you know, they lied to me. But um. I want to talk about another scene with Tony. Uh, his, him and him with his dad, reuniting with his father. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a great scene. Yep. And uh, you know, I love how love how it starts. What's your name? Uh, Howard. Reason oh. Howard uh, Potts. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's uh, go with that. Clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah. funny too because him being such a genius. That yeah. that's a little simple name is what he came up with because it was he was so right. sun to see his dad again, right? Because like, I mean, that's just one of those moments throughout the entire like this is this is payoff you get for being a fan for all these years since two thousand eight. Yeah. That payoff you get with Tony and his father, um, you know, because he still hasn't really kind of well he has he never got the chance to really right um, not make amends I guess what's the word I'm looking for Ben. Uh, yeah, I guess make amends or or I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. But you know, 
have that moment with his father. Not to have for him having that moment with his father, you know, to really say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was that was such a sweet moment to me. And it, within that same scene, Cap seeing Peggy, and I think the Russo brothers were giving us clues throughout this entire movie about where Cap's journey was going to go. Yeah. Towards the end, you know, with uh, him looking at you know Peggy and this little uh, compass in the beginning of the film, and him talking about her at the uh, support group scene, mm-hmm. and then um, of course then him seeing her when they go back in time. I mean, they kind of laid it all out there. Yeah. And uh, I think, but I think him and Bucky knew before Cap went back to return the stones. I think he talked to Bucky, letting him know, like, hey, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I'm glad yeah. Cap was happy to get that, get his life. But him seeing, him seeing Peggy was such a sweet moment. Yeah. Um, God, Ben, there's so many moments. Uh, Cat, uh, Scott and his daughter. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice moment. Uh, just because one, I, I had to, I was taken aback at first. I'm like, whoa, she grew that much older? It's only been five years. She was like yeah. a, you know, a small little girl. Whoa. Okay. What's she been doing yep. these five years? Good Lord. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because, you know, he's been, well, to him, it was only five hours. But you know, everyone else was mm-hmm. five years. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was a shot. Kudos to to Paul Rudd too, Ben. Yeah, he was, he was great in this movie, man. He was yep. so so. I'm not sure if this is his best performance in the MCU. I still think that first Ant-Man movie might be his best. Yeah, this is a close second for me. That's a real close second. Uh, he he's he got some good moments. Radic chops, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Shout out to probably, that. Yeah, shout out to that rat um, that that got man out of the the quantum realm as well. All right, all right. Look, we all <laughs> we all deserve one. You know, everyone needs a break every once in a while. It's a little bit of luck, okay? So that was kind mm-hmm. of their luck of chance right there with the rat. And look, it was five years. So if it was like a year later, I'd be like, uh, really, a year? <laughs> but five years, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um. Yeah, and then uh, hmm, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Small moments, because there's. I mean, there's so many moments we've covered, and of course, everything in it is epic. Um, I know, but at this point, we might have already covered the entire movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess I thought it was really cool that they they've moved Asgard to uh, to that little town. Um, oh, in Norway, yeah. Norway, yeah. That was that was neat. And then um, parking back to well, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That was that was nice. Mm-hmm. That was nice. And I, I still uh, applaud the Russos uh, for for having Thor, um, you know, put on some pounds. Uh, and keeping him that way. Yes, and keeping him that way. Uh, of course, they did lob several uh, several chubby jokes at him, but. Uh, but still, they, they they kept them that way throughout, and you know, I mean, that's that's that, that's a real world thing of how people deal with mm-hmm. uh, with stress and anxiety. Um, well, they they covered all the, all the grounds, a lot of you know, with, mm-hmm. with all the characters. Really, you know, some moved on, like Tony. He he moved on. He started his family, and yeah, Cap, Cap and Natasha trying to move on, but they can't. Mm-hmm. And they Thor's do support groups. Like, yep, Thor's like, screw it. 
can't do it. I'm yeah. done. I lost that because yeah, because well, Thor's lost everything now. <laughs> he yeah. really, and and then he he feels like he lost. Um, and if any work, like it was his fault. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to put it, you know, yeah. I mean, he he is to blame, but I don't, I don't think he's really no. all to blame. No, no, he, he was part to blame. It, it was all their faults. Yeah, and that's kind of why we I go back to the Civil War, Ben. If they hadn't broken up, mm-hmm. they would have won. So really, it's Zemo's fault. They should Zemo. say. <laughs> um, cool. All right, we solved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer, everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I was, I was gonna follow through. Uh, the in Norway um, and seeing him there, and then Korg playing uh, Fortnite was pretty funny. Um, but oh, then. Did- yeah, on that scene, Ben. Do you know who he's talking to? Uh, uh, Nuke Master. They they revealed who that was. Oh, I remember. Well, yeah. I forget, but I forget who it is. Yeah, it's Wong. Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Nuke Master sixty nine. Yeah. I love that. I love how Wong is like playing video games. I was like, what? What does Wong have to do now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's no right. I forget or anything. It's it's all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I it's the sanctums is just kind of Doctor Strange's guys. Like, screw it. Yeah, whatever. Let's so, uh, build some walls and yeah, around the island or whatever. Um, yeah, that's I like how he's on the poster. He was on one of those posters, and he's barely in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> they with uh, Akoye too. She was in that one scene yeah. in the beginning, and then she didn't come back till the third act. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh. Yeah, and then of course at the end with the uh, Valkyrie getting um, anointed, anointed uh, queen, I guess, or or at least ruler of that's what I'm Asgard. Because like I'm I'm curious what that place is going to look like now, yep. all these years later. Because we got to remember, well, you know, also that for far from home, but um, we are. You know, I'll say for far from home. I'll say we want to talk about far from home later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah any. Anymore, you know, I'm. I, I was happy to see Gamora come back, even though you know, even people complain about you know, oh that 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 didn't last. No, that death still works because we lost that Gamora. That Gamora is gone now. Our Gamora is gone. This is a different Gamora. Right. And I also want to say too, Ben. Um, people complain about. I saw some you know complaints about Thanos and you know how much you know why is he so strong and how can you take him on this is a much ruth, ruth, uh, ruthless thanos yeah. he gives no f's about <laughs> anything he's yeah. you know he wants those stones and i think him seeing his uh own head chopped off kind of pissed him off a little bit even though he was like mm-hmm. mm. and that is uh, what was the destiny fulfilled or something yeah. like that uh you know it's two different thanoses that, that thanos in the first film was all about I'm accomplished to my mission. I don't. I, I don't want to kill you, but I, I'll. I'll do it if I have to. Yeah. Now with Loki, he enjoyed that crap. All right. We, you know, we've already covered that. He enjoyed that. And with Tony, he felt like he had to because he felt he was a threat. But you know, every everybody else, he was like, you know, just get my way. I'm gonna neutralize yeah. you. Just get my way. Mm-hmm. Um. Here, he's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. And <laughs> yeah. you. And you. And you. This is the 
anti Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I love that speech he gives when he's talking to like a beat up cap on the ground when he just goes, What am I about to do now to your stubborn, annoying little planet? I'm gonna enjoy it very, very much. I'm like, oh chills. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> um Dude, I'm telling you, I could just listen to Thanos monologuing all day. I don't care what he's talking about. Dude, that Josh Brolin, man. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I don't. I'm sure. I, I. I don't think we'll see Thanos again, but I, I won't be surprised if we do. And I'll be happy if we see more of him because I, I'm always down for some more Thanos. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, because there are rumors there might be in, in Eternals, so I'd be I'd be curious to see. Oh, okay. Know, Eternals supposed to spend like a decades and and ages right. and things like that. So. Sure. I'll be curious to see if they, you know, run a, like a younger, like a young, young Thanos. <laughs> like a... Little, little baby nerd yeah, or little something. Baby Thanos, probably still a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I also got to, I, I got to say this to you, Matt. I was so happy there was no post credit scene this time. Yeah, same. The signatures was a nice touch. Brace it a home run. Just, I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was happy there was no post credit scene this time, man. There was uh, it just this was one of those films. It one that felt right, and yeah. I love the touch with with uh, at the end, the very very end with the, mm-hmm. the clanking. Yeah, because uh, you can. There's what different ways to interpret that. You could take that as okay, Marvel's getting ready to start over, mm-hmm. rebuilding, going back to roots. Yeah, as uh, you know, a nod to Tony. Yeah, back when he was in the cave. That's how I so tell you. Those, yeah, there's different ways you can interpret that. And of course, the, the signatures was such a chilling, chilling moment. And, yeah. you know, I feel bad because on one hand, the two biggest applauses were for Tony and Cap. Mm-hmm. They were the last two signatures. I felt so bad, but at the same time, they were I kind mean, of the, the MCU. So. Yeah, understandable. Um, yeah, but like <laughs> when Chris Hemp were like, Jeremy Renner came on screen, like, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evans. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Downey. I mean, Pretty the places yeah. lost. We have places that lost their minds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm still. I'm. I'm sure I'm forgetting something because you know we're kind of just doing this on the fly here. But. Uh, but we should probably move yeah, on. Gonna, yeah, we should. <laughs> we should uh, oh, look! It's already tomorrow. We should. We should go ahead and move on here. Um, because there were other films that came out, but I, I, I do gotta say this one last thing, man. Because, like I said in our opening, I'm gonna miss event films like this, man. I really yeah. am. Um, well, hopefully yeah. we get we get some more. Um, but uh, yeah, it does seem like it'll be a while. Well, <laughs> I, I know, we're gonna get event films like an Endgame and like an Infinity War and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm just talking about being in a packed house. That's not yeah. gonna happen for, for a while. I'm sure we'll get back eventually to a packed theater. Yep. It's not gonna happen anytime soon though. Um yeah. unfortunately. But you know, the the laughing and crying, you know, whether it was with girlfriends or friends or even by yourself, hey. Look, you know, Endgame was a once in a lifetime experience. And I've seen people on Instagram who've called it, you know, a film that films that define a decade and you know, uh whatever your thoughts are about the movie itself, because I you know, film Instagram has their thoughts about Endgame for sure. Um one way or another <laughs> uh, most of you guys know my thoughts but uh <laughs> yeah it's 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 
it's an experience I think most most of us been I think we can say we will never forget. And uh, agreed. I hope we all had great experiences with Endgame. And it came out in April, so now we get to move on to, to when yep. really started, which was May. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think it was a smart decision by most studios in Hollywood uh, to not release a film the week after Endgame. <laughs> bravo, bravo! Yeah. There yep. was a there was a film that came out, but it wasn't like a big tentpole film. It was mm-hmm. a Seth Rogen film called Long Shot. And I gotta say, man, nice counter programming. Endgame. Nice kind of programming. If you were sick and tired of hearing about Endgame or just don't want to see it again or <laughs> couldn't get back to the theater. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, trust me, those I'm sure those screenings were still sold out that second weekend. Um, Long Shot's got a nice kind of programming. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a nice, sweet film. Uh, you know, you got Rogan, you got Charlie Starron, who's great and everything. Uh, Rogan plays Seth Rogan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's playing. He's playing the typical, you know, Rogan doing the ro- Rogan his Rogan isms. Uh, I found this really. It was funny when it had to be. I liked, but you know, at the same time, it's your typical kind of rom com kind of story. Uh, but they have great chemistry, Rogan and Theron do, and um, you know, it's not one of the greatest rom coms of all time. But it was a nice, pleasant surprise. And like I said, it's great. It's nice counter programming. If you know, if you couldn't see Endgame that weekend, or just like I said, you were just sick and tired of hearing about it, you wanted to move on. So, uh, yeah, did you have a chance to see Long Shot, Ben? Nope. All right, so I was just rambling for a little bit for nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, ben, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of stuff came out in May, and uh, so I want to go ahead. Well, actually, I really wow. Okay, so. Guys, I hope you stay with us for the entire episode. This is going to be a long one. Oh. Um, when I, I was going through this, Ben, I'm like, oh, I missed some films. Okay, so uh, oh. let's – I'm going to go and run through some of these other ones because I do want to go ahead and talk about uh, two of the main ones. and uh, Well, really three. But um, I'm going to run down through some of these other ones. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I liked it. It was fine. It was harmless. I'm not mad. I, you know, I had a, I have my A list, so I didn't really care. Yeah. Plus, I got a double feature, and so I saw Endgame and I saw this. But uh, <laughs> what, what, what did you think about it, Ben? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not a big Pokemon fan myself, no. but uh, um, I'm glad Ryan Reynolds was the voice. That was the main pull for me, <laughs> uh, okay. and the uh, the it's Smith kind of was good too. Uh, his, yeah, his, he was good. I liked him a lot. Yep, um, but the yeah the mystery was a little predictable, and uh, yeah, it's just it's okay. I feel like Ben, this was kind of a missed opportunity by Pokemon mm-hmm. because this movie really should have come out when Pokemon Go was just the thing. Yeah, um, I feel like they missed a little bit of, of an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought like this movie would have made so much more money. Yeah, but not that Pokemon ever really slows down a whole lot, <laughs> or no, no, will we'll go away just, soon. But no, I I, I, I agree though. Was, yeah, yeah, was the thing. Yeah, I feel like this shouldn't have been released. But you know, they are planning on making a sequel. I'll be interested well. in seeing, you know, how that goes. Now mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to give up the ending, but I, I don't see how you do a sequel. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, the Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Robert Wilson came out. This looked interesting. I didn't see it, though, because I just didn't care. Right, nope. I saw the, the, the reviews came in. They were saying it was kind of bad, so I was like, yeah, I'll pass on this. I pass as well. Uh, ben, I think you uh, – we talked about this film a little bit, but we haven't uh, – I never got a chance to see it yet, but I really want to. And I, I think it's on one of the streaming services. No, I'm just going to buy it. Uh, the Token movie. Have you had a chance to see it? Nope, I missed it as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to see this because, like, the marketing was kind of – it got lost in the shuffle between Endgame and Pikachu and John Wick and Godzilla. I mean, this came up. Ben, <laughs> they need to go back and look at their marketing team in the, in the studio like, hey, we need a better release date for this next time. Uh, you know, yeah. One of these films because they chose a really, really bad time to put this movie out. Um, not that it was going to make a crap ton of money anyway, but – right. It didn't get the recognition it probably deserves because I've heard good things about it. Uh, so a dog's journey. The sun is the sun is also a star. Uh, the Tomorrow Man. Uh, whatever. I, I didn't see any of those movies. Did you, Ben? No. Okay. Uh, so now we're gonna talk about, for a little bit briefly about some of the other ones. Uh, Rocket Man. Before we get mm-hmm. to the big ones. Uh, now I. Ben, I'm going to lose some of our listeners again. So here we go with a hot take. I I think I've said it before on this podcast, though. I'm going to say it again so. anyway. I prefer Bohemian Rhapsody over Rocket Man. I feel like I've said it before already, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say it again. And that's to take not, nothing to take away from Rocket Man because I thought it was great. It's a great movie. I just, for me, I prefer Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, there's a small, there's a, there's a small, small percentage of us out there who would like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, now, ben, I know you're a big fan of Rocket Man, so I'm gonna let you talk about it for a second. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot because the uh, it was cool how it mixed the the kind of musical and fantasy side into Elton John's um, you know personal uh, true to life story. Um, and Taron Edgerton was really good as well uh, as Elton John, and then you also got Jamie Bell and Richard Madden in the mix, uh, and I'm big. Elton John fan as well. So loved all the music. Um, yeah, I can, it, it is different from Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Um, oh, very much different. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I can understand. Um, but yeah, people kind of forced to, you know, choose which one, um, even though they're very, they're very, very different movies. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I didn't know all the specifics, I guess, of his story, but uh, you know, I knew some of the things. And I do like also that Taron Edgerton sings the songs, and it's not him mouthing, um, yeah, you know, lip syncing to to the original recording. So, props to them because that I made it. I heard that after the movie came out. I didn't find it out until after I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. So yeah, so that was cool. It made it feel more like you know realistic while you're watching it um mm-hmm. so yeah uh okay so i i will say this the musical numbers were really really great to to watch also um i don't know what is it with bohemian rhapsody for me man i it might just be um malik's performance was so good um that might be why i enjoy it just a bit more because mm-hmm. it is your more conventional biopic, 
but yeah. uh, you know, this the Rock Commander is something a little bit different. Um, I, I it might be this Malice performance was so damn good, dude. Um, although yeah. I, don't, I didn't think he deserved to win the best picture or best best picture, best uh, actor, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, before we get into the big films, Ben, I do want to touch upon two more. Damn, there's so many films. A couple more smaller films before we get into really John Wick and damn, dude, there's so many. Okay. Let's so, uh, yeah, we're going to rush through some of these. Uh, there was a Netflix film that came out called Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. So good. So, so good. It came out of nowhere for me, man. I actually ended up watching this with my mom. Um, really sweet film, dude. I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, thoughts have you got a, did you get a chance to see it uh so i actually only saw half of it um but i started at the keanu reeves part which was hilarious <laughs> so uh, keanu was so good in this movie yeah uh but i guess that's all i'll say for that one yeah it's it's really good i finish it it's good uh octavia spencer in a little horror thriller called ma um i saw this with my sister and uh I was pleasantly surprised, not because Octavia Spencer, because you know she's a world class actress. Ben, we know this. Uh, I was just surprised at how much fun I ended up having. Uh, especially, it's it's so much fun, Ben, to go into to uh, horror movies with a packed with a packed crowd. <laughs> yeah, everyone's reactions, and I got that experience with this movie. And um, I wasn't disappointed. I had a good, I had a fun time with this. Did you, I don't, have you had a chance to see? Oh, okay. Nope. Yeah. And then it's you know. I think it's on HBO Max. Um, so, you know, if you want to turn it on one day, you got nothing else to do. It's, it's a nice little thriller. Uh, okay. Brightburn. Um, a different take on the superhero genre. I was anticipating this film a lot, and I was let down, yet I enjoyed it, yet I felt it, there was something missing. I don't know. Uh, I like the dark the dark spin they had i enjoyed you know elizabeth banks is really good i don't know man it just felt a little conventional um they did take the kid was creepy as hell i'll give him that um so kudos to the kid and like i said elizabeth banks is really good it's just kind of there for me um i think i gave like a seven when i first reviewed that's kind of probably still where i stand because it, it's a pot it's a good movie it's fine i just you know it's not something i want to go back and revisit but, you know, I'll, I'll probably add it to my library once Google Play puts it out for like eight bucks. I'm not paying $15 to add to my library right now. Uh, have you actually seen Brightburn? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's talk about maybe, to most people, might be the movie of the summer, better than most movies that came out this summer. Um, that's Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. Um, one of the best comedies I had seen in years, honestly. Uh, I, I feel like I said about a lot of comedies, but um, this is truly, truly a more mature, smarter version of Superbad, in my opinion. Uh, now, yeah, you, you, you've seen Booksmart, right, Ben? Yeah, not in theaters. I caught it on Prime. Uh, okay, yeah, I got a chance to see it in theaters a couple times, and uh, Caitlin Dever and uh, God, Beanie Feldstein, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude, their chemistry in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. So I think I think, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but I read that, or maybe it was a YouTube uh, 
interview they were doing. Um, they actually roomed together to build yep. up. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, I thought that was brilliant because it, it shows on screen. Um, they were so good. But as great as they were, I look, man. Uh, Billy Lord in this movie, man. Oh my God. <laughs> every every time she popped on screen, man, I wanted to fall on my seat, dude. That girl <laughs> hilarious in this movie, man. <laughs> uh, of course, Billy Lord, uh, daughter of the late great uh, Carrie Fisher. May she mm-hmm. rest in peace. Uh, dude, she was so good in this movie, man. And uh, Olivia Wilde? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, if she if she keeps putting these films out like this, Ben, she might become my favorite female director, uh, or woman director, I should say. Uh, she was, damn, dude. Yeah, for a debut, it's awesome. Yeah. You want to talk about it for a little bit? Um. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'd I'd been built up. Uh, like I said, I saw it on Prime later. Um built up to the hype and uh it was i thought it was really funny the the two leads were amazing like you said um the uh, high school's changed a lot <laughs> i guess uh from from when i was in high school um oh and plus yeah, i high didn't schools are what they really are when it comes to movies man <laughs> yeah that too um <laughs> but and then also i was uh I don't know. I never went to many huge parties and stuff like they did. So I, I didn't really uh, connect as much as a lot of people did, I guess, to these characters, but, um, but I, you know, I really felt for them too. Uh, um, they were all great. All great. All, all the high schools were great in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was very impressed um, with yeah, Olivia Wilde and I will definitely see anything else she makes. Can I ask you this? Because I, I, I like to throw this question around because they are kind of similar in, in, in movies. Do you prefer Superbad or, or Booksmart? I feel like I've asked this before. but um, Yeah, so I mean, with me seeing Superbad a lot and I think it's not that I connect <laughs> to those guys much either, I guess. Well, maybe a little more because I was the, the You can the, connect with um, Sarah. Yeah, you can Michael Sarah. Yeah. Jonah Hill, not so much. No. Yeah, yeah Sarah, kind of the more nerdy and then uh, kind of anxious teen, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I, yeah, I connect more with him and, uh, and having Bill Hader and, um, oh, Rogan, and Rogan yeah, show up as the cops and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I would say Booksmart is more emotional and and a better movie overall but just for me for a comedy i'd, I'd go to super bad i think you put it good i think yeah i think yeah that's, that's a good way to put it i think entertainment purposes you'll probably go to super, super bad first yeah um uh, my my I, i've always said it's mostly red even though it's one of my favorite comedies it's kind of long it is it, it does kind of drag a little bit from me yeah. towards and um what I liked about Booksmart here was that it it seemed like the perfect length. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of where the better made film comes into play here for me. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Cause I, I find Booksmart really entertaining also. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me, man. I, I always say Booksmart, but then, you know, 
I think about stuff in super bad that I really like. I'm like, God, that scene was so funny. So, um, you know, they both have their moments. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lean towards book smart for now though, just because it, I, I lean, when I like to read my films, I like to lean towards emotion for me and the emotion in book smart hits more, hits harder for me than it did in, in super bad. But, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be a fun debate to have one day. Um, so yeah. smart. that'd be fun. Um, stay tuned, maybe question mark. Anyway. Um, so Ben, let's let's go ahead and talk about really the the big three of of May for me. Let's and that would be Aladdin, John Wick Chapter Three, and uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now let's go ahead and start with the worst one first, and I, in my opinion, that'll be Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, uh, hyped as hell for this movie, dude. Those you could not have put up better trailers for a movie than Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, really. Trailers. Wow. Yep. I mean, yeah. Warner they, Brothers did promise us more monster action, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for keeping your promise. But you didn't tell us that you were going to give us some of the stupidest human characters on the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah really. Oh my god. Yeah, and those those trailers <laughs> definitely focused on the monsters, uh, much oh, like the man. writers uh, did. Props to the marketing team. They deserve a raise. Good, day. good yeah, job. Yeah, really. Good I mean, yeah. they they chose the best. They chose the best scenes. They look beautiful, and even the um, it was a like a hyped up uh, classical number, Claire de Lune, uh, and that that was the the music going over it. And I I looked it up and was like, I need to get this because it just like made me so excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, disappointed. Yeah, it, it, you know I will say the action is great. One of the time to focus on the action. The yeah. monsters look great. Mm-hmm. The ending did give me some chills, though, because uh, I, like I said, if you can just get through those first two acts, you'll be rewarded for that. Because that third act is so much fun. I had I had fun with the third act a little bit. Okay. Uh, that final shot, mild spoiler here, but that final shot of all the monsters bowing towards Godzilla, dude, that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Yep. Um, a really weak. Uh, mid credit scene to tie in King Kong. They should have done something really, really much, much more interesting than that. And like a little paint, a little uh, what those paintings or whatever, or uh, old art things. Remember that? Like uh, they weren't cave drawings, but cave, I think weren't they cave drawings? Okay. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, they should have done something more interesting though to to be. Let us know, like, hey, Kong's coming. Yeah. Because, like, that's kind of what we were looking forward to in this movie. Part of us was like, all right, they're going to do something. They got to do something with Kong to get us ready for Kong versus Godzilla, which is finally going to come out. And we hope next year. We'll see. Um, Still, so, yeah, the, the human characters are so goddamn stupid. Yep. Just stupid. And <laughs> this, this has to be the, I mean, one of the main criticisms was, was Vera Farmiga's character. And I love Vera Farmiga. I think she is a class a actress mm-hmm. she does not get the, the credit she deserves she is wonderful where in the hell did her character have a time to put together a perfectly pinpoint accurate powerpoint presentation <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know hey man that, that was gonna get a hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah really we we have three weeks to do them in school and we we don't do it as well as she did i know she was working on doing an apocalypse yeah <laughs> Whoa! Okay, Vera. Good, good, good for you. Kudos. Kudos. Uh, okay, so let's move on to John Wick. Please. Chapter three. Uh, 
You know what? No, we're gonna say that for last because we are. I, I feel. I feel like we're ranking him in terms of greatness. Okay. So we'll move on to Aladdin real quick. Uh, I had fun with Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Much, much better than the critic scores will give him credit for. Uh, and oh, voice crack. And uh, I thought Mina Musad was a very, not very good, but he was a solid Aladdin. I thought, yeah, I thought it was solid. Yeah. Uh, I like Naomi Scott as Jasmine. She was a good Jasmine. She was great. Yeah. But come on, it's all about Will Smith as Genie. Yeah. I mean, he was the show. He was really good. This film's not perfect though. My, my uh, you know, I think it it runs a little long. It seems to be a problem with most of these Disney remakes. I think they run way too long. Um, I didn't. Uh, my main criticism, Ben, has to do with Aladdin's love story, or not Aladdin's, but uh, Genie's love story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that was just. I, I I wasn't. I wasn't about that. Yeah. Um, and I thought uh, the, the final battle lasted a bit too long. Oh my gosh, it was just. They spent thirty minutes in that one room. Yeah. And it, it, I mean. I understand they tried to not realistic, but make it I guess a little different from the movie. But I mean, in the mm-hmm. movie, he gets Aladdin gets sent to that like uh, that snowy place, or whatever, and the yeah. the towers like rolling, and he's got a yeah. But here they just kind of yelled at each other in a room. Yeah, I was disappointed at the end. Uh okay, so let's go ahead and like well, you know, I, I like the first act, and the second yeah. act a lot because they make you they make you really feel. Like you're a part of Agrabah and the world and mm-hmm. and and all that, and I, I really enjoyed that. And I thought the songs too were done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the costumes were great, the production design, it, all great. I mean, Disney's not going to let you down the production, you know, production stuff. Uh, yeah. as far as you know, usually costumes and, and sets and everything. Um, but yeah, there's some script, there's some script problems I have, and not everyone gives a really good performance. And the more I think about it, the more I'm. Jafar was kind of eh for me. Uh, yep, same. Uh, but you know, I, I honestly, man, I think my favorite stuff was when they were in the cave. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed stuff in the cave. That was fun. I wish we had spent more time there. Um, but yeah, that and and Will Smith as genie. I'm biased because I love everything Will Smith. But uh, yeah, yeah, cool movie. And yeah, hey, no. it made a billion dollars, and we're getting a sequel. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Will Smith was the the highlight for me. Um, hard to take over from legendary Robert Williams, but he uh, Will Smith made it his own and uh, definitely put his put his stamp on it. Yep. So, guys, I I am making a exact decision here that uh, I want Ben to sign to see if he'll sign off on this. Oh, because we are you know running a bit over. So I think what we're going to do for our 2019 retrospective breaking news. Uh, so there will be a part two to this. Don't don't you worry. Um, it'll be the next episode after. So so don't don't worry. You'll you'll be hearing our lovely voices again. But we're gonna spend the rest of our time talking about uh, one of Ben and I's favorite action movies of all time, and that would be John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. How Ben? Mm-hmm. I've already said this before, and I'll say it again. And I'll say it again tomorrow. Endgame was my favorite movie movie theater going experience of all time. I will never ever forget it. But a top ten movie experience for me, Ben? Eh, probably top fifteen. Yeah, top ten, top fifteen. John Wick Chapter Three was such a goddamn fun time at the theaters, dude. Oh my god, this movie is bonkers. After the little, nice little five minute setup we get, because we don't get much setup, <laughs> you know. Um, but they do spend some time, you know, you know, getting getting us ready. 
Mm-hmm. After that, Ben, it is guns a-blazing, no holding back, and we are just in for a, <laughs> a show. Yep. I mean, we got John Wick killing people with horses, with books. Gosh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this has to be one of the most entertaining action movies I have ever seen. It is, it is firmly uh, placed in my top ten action movies of all time. I like you said entertaining as well because the you know people argue oh there's no story here and and honestly there's not really much of a story <laughs> they they try to delve a little bit into the background um, that's not the point of these John Wick movies yep the the action is just top notch they do a, the story for John Wick if you want story you got to watch the first one that's the most story you're going to get in any yeah. of these John Wick films is the first one Everything else has to do with their world building. Because you get a lot of it in part two, and you get definitely a lot of it in part three. Yeah. They, they really do a great job with the world building in this movie. Um, and then, of course, John Wick gets screwed over at the end. But uh, don't you worry. There'll be a part four. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, we got screwed over. But John Wick gets screwed over in this movie big time, Ben. I think you and I can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And... Look, like I said, this is a, a blast from start to finish. Halle Berry surprised the hell out of me. I haven't seen her that, that good in a movie in a long time. And she's in the movie for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I love that line of dialogue, Ben, where she goes, uh, he shot my dog. And he's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, get I love it. that line, man. <laughs> it's just the way he says it, too. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, Keanu Reeves seems to have reinvigorated his career with these John Wick movies. Because uh, before yep. then he was in a lot of Seventh Son and and uh, knock knock oh God, knock knock. Um, so. <laughs> well, he was he was kind of like blacklisted, I think, um, for a while for not uh, not picking up Speed Two, I believe. Yeah, is uh, yeah. is kind of the story, but yeah. but it was huge, <laughs> huge comeback. The John, the John, re- John. yeah in uh, twenty fourteen. Which we talked about on an earlier episode. Did we talk about John Wick? I don't think we did. 2014. Maybe it didn't come out in summer. Okay. Well, anyway, it should have. Well, so. we, we will do a. Uh, I think we will do eventually a John Wick ret- uh, retrospective. Talk okay. About well, we'll talk about it then. Yeah, that makes that 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 has to be something we have to do eventually. Um, but yeah, to, to John Wick three's point. Back to that real quick. Um, I was. I, I want to speak on the box office for a second because I was, I was kind of one of those people saying like, you know, yeah, John Wick three will make money, but it's not going to be End Games. Uh, what was it, third or fourth weekend? No way. Sunday night, John Wick makes this much money. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I was wrong. Okay. Cool. And I was happy. I'm mm-hmm. glad. I mean, because I'm, I'm glad people are starting to realize how good these movies are. These are great movies, man. And, you know, I have my problems with John Wick 2. I think my main issue was it was a lot of gunplay in John Wick 2. Yeah. It was a lot of same old, you know, kills and the gun stuff was getting kind of old. But Keanu Reeves saved the movie because, you know, it's kind of Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, you know, I think these are the best. Man, this is going to sound really wrong, but these are the best kills they've done <laughs> um, as like, creative wise. Yeah. Uh, uh, because there, there are some interesting way he, ways he kills people in this movie. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, we even – I saw it with uh, my buddy Roman in theaters. And uh, 
everyone was kind of going, you know, cringing. Oh, but then there would be just a, it was so crazy how he did it. You had to kind of laugh, but then you felt bad for laughing because these people were getting killed. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it was a unique experience. Yes, I I saw this movie uh, four times. I saw it once with Chloe, once with uh, my sister, and I just went twice by myself. Mm-hmm. God, this movie is so much fun, dude. This is a uh, this is one of those movies, man, where you you really start to appreciate John Wick. If you, if you have at this point, then you're you're just not going to fall in line with these movies. You're just yeah, not. you're not going to like it. You're not going to enjoy it. That's fine. But if you are a fan of John Wick, I think for most people, now what I've seen is most people, in terms of their favorites, they may go between one and three. Obviously, for me, it's three. I think I, I I think yours is also three. Yeah, they they like I said, you the world building here is outstanding, and what I I, I think what I really really enjoyed is just seeing Keanu continue to evolve in this character and really become his character, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm excited for part four. I was mad at first at the ending because I was like, oh, man, now I got to win another year for John Wick 4. Really? Come on. Yeah. You're not going to like that. That's stupid. <laughs> I, I'm over it. It still kind of annoys me sometimes when I go back and rewatch it, but it's whatever. It's a, it's, it's a small little nitpick I have. Um, well, how they do it, too, is, is oh, a little... So, it's not, that, that, I think that's what <laughs> pisses me off, and it was the way they did it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know what? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and dive into tiny, tiny spoilers for John Wick 3. So if you guys have, you know what? I'm getting a note from Ben. So let's not. And, uh, oh, that's okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So let's go ahead and we're Ben and I are going to talk about the ending. So if you guys haven't seen it, I recommend you either, this is the last movie we're going to talk about, so part two. So maybe just shut this off and go to part two. Or uh, if you want to hear about the ending, here we are. So uh, John Wick gets screwed over at the end. Uh, get shot by good old uh, Ben. I was getting ready to ask you to do Michael Caine, not Michael Caine, but um, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. <laughs> <That's>, um, yeah. <laughs> Rhymes, uh, but not the same person. Yeah, I don't know why I was saying about Michael Caine, but um, <laughs> Ian McShane and uh, you know gets saved by Lawrence Fishburne's crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do love that line of. Uh, you know, are you, what was he, are you mad, John, are you, or what, what was it, what was that last line, uh, Ben, it was like, uh, oh yeah, are you mad, and, he, and John, John just goes, yeah, and I was like, okay, cool, because yeah. <laughs> Keanu pulled it off, any other, you know, movie or actor, that would have been cheesiest, corny as hell, yeah, yeah, playing John Wick, it worked, yep, um, I also love that line, too, when they, is like a when when Lawrence Fishburne goes, uh, oh, they took a finger, huh? <laughs> John uses his other hand to flip them off. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, so they're clearly setting up some kind of Lawrence Fishburne, John, you know, Lawrence Fishburne. What's this character's name? Did they even give him a name? Or we just call him Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Um, oh, the sewer kick, something like that, right? The what was it? Um, because he's like he plays like a hobo, right? He's got some the Bowery King, the Bowery King. That's Bowery, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowery the, King. The pigeons are his friends. Kind of, yeah, John Wick and Bowery King team up for John Wick Four. Uh, I'm sure Halle Berry will probably be back for that movie also. Hope so. 
you have to bring her back. So I'm not, I'm really curious now. Did Ian McShane do that because he really wanted that hotel back? Because I think he did. But a part of me also thinks that he knew John was probably going to survive that fall. Because you throughout these all all these three movies, John and Ian McShane have had this great chemistry together, mm-hmm. and you know this close bondship. But as we've come to know of Ian McShane's character throughout the three films, Benjamin, there's nothing he loves more than that damn hotel and mm-hmm. his loyalty to the Continental. So, uh, part four is going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm sure they're also going to bring back Educate Dylan's character also as the educate edu- what the educator. Yeah. Adjudicator, I'm sorry. Adjudicator. Yeah. <laughs> Adjudicator. It's tough um, word. So I'm sure she'll come back, and I hope she dies the next one. And uh, Lance Reddick, who's been a shining bright spot, scene stealer in all three of these films as, uh, yep. as Sharon, as a concierge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure – I got a feeling he's, he's, he's going to turn and help John um, if he yeah. hasn't already. I'm just, I'm so, I'm ready, man. I am so ready. And we're not getting this until 2022, which pisses me off even more. Yeah. So, we're supposed to get next year. Yep. But, uh, I have faith in this John Wick team. So, is there anything else, Ben, you wanted to add? Um, going to they, part two later? They have confirmed a fifth one as well, right? Yeah, they're doing four and five back to back, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I know they could keep going, but I feel like five. Five movie arc is is pretty good. Um, if they if they end it there and have a big, huge ending, you know, probably a nice, quiet, tender moment between. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Explosions and guns. That'll be great. Dogs running around. Halle Berry. Yeah. Um, just keep Michael Bay away from this film. <laughs> yeah, really keep. Uh, yeah, it's interesting too. Chad Stahelski uh, used to be Keanu's uh, bodyguard. Uh, bodyguard. <laughs> Stunt double. <laughs> Very different jobs. Uh, stuntable, yeah. So I hope they, they keep him. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for, for these months. And just a quick shout out to Mark DeCoscos as kind of the villain, the main villain of the movie. Uh, his character's name is Zero. Great villain. My, probably my favorite villain of all the John Wick films because he's, like, he's like a fanboy of John's. He, yeah. he admires his work so much. But yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah I still got to kill you. So. Um, yeah, so that'll do it for us, guys. Now, we're not going to do a, our regular send-off because we're going to do a part two. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to go into June, July, and August. That will probably just – it's going to be another long one. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, thank you for, for listening and to all our other uh, Summer Movie Retrospectives. I had a feeling this was going to be a long one, Ben, because there were so many great movies to come out in summer 2019, which is why – Partly why 2019 is my favorite year for films, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to part two of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So for Ben and for me, uh, Roderick, I hope to see you guys on part two. And until next time, guys, see you later. Yeah.